Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 8 of the PK Podcast. We are breaking down everything that happened in Class 5A during week 3, from scores, breakdowns, takes, everything you want to know about Class 5A in this episode, so stay tuned. Hope you are doing well. Uh, later week episode. Uh, sorry for the delay. Usually I want to get these out by Sunday, but I'm in a dorm. I'm in that college life, so we I got to be flexible with it. But the goal is to get you guys these episodes before Tuesday at least. So this is the latest, hopefully. I mean, Wednesday, I guess, technically is when you'd see this. But we'll also talk about the upcoming game, so it isn't completely outdated in this episode we're going to be breaking down week three all the scores that happened all the big performances we'll start with the, just a weekly recap of all the scores so you are up to date with what's happening um so let's just dive in right away to these scores and get you guys updated on the scores in case you don't know you probably do know it's tuesday i get it it's a late episode but let's let's talk about it Alright, here we go. Week 3 started at 7 p.m. Central Time on Thursday. Not Friday. Sioux City East takes on Lemars. They're rolling right now through Western Iowa. 3-0 on the season. They defeat Lemars 52-17. Cole Ritchie throws for 400 plus. What? And then we got Cedar Rapids Jefferson. Taking on Davenport Central. This one was a barn burner. It was tied 12-12 heading into the fourth. It goes to overtime. And Davenport Central comes out victorious. Wish we would have seen Jefferson's first win in a while. Tough to see them lose like that. Moving on, those were the Thursday games. We got Davenport West. Why are we West at 5 o'clock? What? Right after school? This game ended 46-20. Davenport West is 3-0 on the season. Are we thinking of a good record from these Falcons? I don't know. Waterloo West, back-to-back brutal losses for them. Defense is not there for them. They give up 21 points in the second quarter. Brady Hansen goes off for the Davenport West Falcons. Ankeny versus Dowling Catholic Oh, what's become a story matchup, kind of almost a rivalry. This game lived up to the hype. It was 10 to 14 in the fourth. Dowling hits a Google. Ankeny gets a shot at it, but they do not convert. We'll talk about this game a little bit more, but overall, Ankeny just isn't there offensively right now. They haven't been clicking as well as they did last year. Now we got Davenport North versus Dubuque Senior. A little bit closer than I thought. Starts off, well, what, 27-0? I mean, garbage time points, 13 points in the fourth quarter, so let me rephrase that. It was not closer than I thought. Jack Simon continues to be lights out, and Walker Tart is possibly the best wide receiver in the state right now in terms of production. On to the next game, Des Moines East 
versus Des Moines Lincoln. Jakari Patton is that dude for Des Moines East. 242 yards and I think four touchdowns total. Correct. I might be wrong on that. They win 32-21 against a crosstown rival, Des Moines-Lincoln Rail Splitters. Des Moines-Roosevelt versus Ottumwa. This game, Roosevelt lived up to it. Dominic Wade, four touchdowns, 206 yards, 34-14. Roosevelt takes that win against Ottumwa for the second straight year. Sioux City North versus Des Moines North. It was all the stars in this one. Sioux City North defeats Des Moines North 45-22. This was after Des Moines North's big win against um, Des Moines East. Sioux City North, hey, they rushed for 344 yards in this game. The defense is a problem for the Polar Bears. Aaron Gonkaron from Des Moines North continues to be stuck. On to the next one, Glenwood versus Councilbus Lincoln. 46 Glenwood. We aren't even going to really talk about this game. An absolute blowout. I don't think they even put up 100 yards of total offense. No, they Not a good game for the Council Plus Lincoln Links, who are looking like they're going to be out of the playoff combo already. Des Moines Hoover, 35-33. They upset Sioux City West, in my opinion. Des Moines Hoover gets a dub. Congrats to Des Moines Hoover, man. That's massive for them. 35-33, but Sioux City West gets the L. They're looking rough to start out. Ames versus Iowa City High. I mean, Ames' defense is just really not a factor. They're they're not good enough to compete with high-level 5A teams. 55-19. Little Hawks take the Cy, the Little Cyhawk trophy. Iowa City West versus Dubuque Hempstead. 40-15. To be uh, Iowa City West offense prevails in this one. Johnson versus Dallas Center Grimes. Johnson two and one. They're looking legit right now. That defense is good. And then we got Marshalltown versus Newton. Marshalltown almost comes back. Can't get it done. They were down 21-0. Got it 28-21. Waukee Northwest versus Southeast Polk. Southeast Polk dominates this one by 21 points. Uh, it's 21-7 at first after the first. I mean, 28-7 at halftime. I mean, it was all Southeast Polk. It continues to be a rushing, dominant offense. This team's the top team in the state, and it's not close right now. Valley versus Urbandale. Valley lights out defensively. Same with the Jayhawks. But overall, Urbandale is just... Came down the quarterback play. They have the better quarterback. And even though there wasn't really any passing offense, just the leader of the team, which is better, Peyton Reinhaus, wins that game. Um, Benjamin Booth had a touchdown in this game for the Jayhawks. But it kind of was just a dud offensively. No one really showed out. Shout out to those defenses, though. And Waukee for St. Louis Centennial. Jaguars come back after being on to and dominate. 31-6 against the Warriors, who... I mean, haven't looked like a pushover team yet, so it's kind of surprising to see them dominate. Um, Cedar Rapids Kennedy versus Cedar Rapids Washington. Kennedy gets a dub. Crosstown rivalry 27-6. All Kennedy here. They're looking great to start. That Northridge Muscatine, possibly the game of the week. The Muskies get the dub against the Bulldogs for the first time since 2012. What? Bro, Bettendorf's 0-3. 
had to one of the biggest fall-offs we have seen recently. Pleasant Valley is void to scare on the road. Pleasant Valley versus Lindmar, 14-7. Lindmar is now 1-2, but hey, they gave them a run for their money. You got to give that respect to the Lions. And then finally, the last game, Cedar Falls versus Prairie in the Unidome. Prairie dominates 24-7. Cedar Falls just wasn't like that for this game. They weren't ready. Looks like offense is going to be their problem this year. Alright, so that is all the games that happened this week. Um, lots of good games, honestly. I think it was kind of a dud week for, like, highlights and big plays. But um, as for, like, big games, there was plenty. It was Iowa City High versus Ames, Ankeny versus Dowling, Valley versus Urbandale, Lenmar versus Pleasant Valley, Cedar Falls versus Prairie. Those are all elite, really good games. So let's break down some of these games a little bit more. I'm going to get to my main talking point so let's start off Kron Apod Sioux City East versus Lindmars it's starting it's gonna I'm looking at Sioux City East schedule I mean I'm I'm pretty much locking them into the playoffs at this point they're 3-0 um Sergeant Bluffington they should get the dub against that team even though they're not a pushover team I think they should handle Sergeant Bluffington but then they got the Central Iowa teams in Centennial, Walking Northwest. They they got a in a perfect world they win one out of those two. I don't think they could sweep either of those teams, especially when they're both on the road. Um, I really think they're they're not going to be able to compete with those teams. Uh, I don't think they can handle the physicality of either of those teams, especially with how dominant those teams are in the run game. Um, but then they've got a good back slate of Des Moines East, Des Moines, Roosevelt, Sioux City West. Roosevelt could be a tough game for them. We don't know yet. Um, they should be locked in the playoffs. I, I'm looking at their schedule. I mean, they've got their 3-0, 4-0, 4-2, and then if they they went out 7-2, that, that's got to be a playoff group in my opinion. Um, so they should be in the playoffs. If you're a Black Raider fan, I'd be confident with Cole Ritchie under center. He has looked fantastic. So far, Davenport Central and Cedar Rapids Jefferson. Reality is, both these teams will not be seeing uh, November football, I believe it is. Maybe it's October football a little bit, too. Don't remember the exact timeline of the playoffs. But um, the bright spot, Cedar Rapids Jefferson, LJ Olofi, he's in a top 15 for tackles. So, hey, that's something to look forward to for those Jayhawk fans. But overall, kind of tough for them. They barely don't win. And then got to talk about the winning team, Davenport Central. Not really a future for winning on this team. They got Davenport West. They'll probably lose. Bettendorf lose. I see West lose. Davenport North will lose. Lindmar lose. Ah, Davenport North, I want to, I want to say they're going to lose yet. Uh, and then Iowa City, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, tough for them. But happy to see them get a dub on the season. They get out of the zero column for wins. All right, moving on to Friday. Davenport West versus Waterloo West, man. I mean, Davenport West is 3-0. That's, I haven't even talked about that, really. Davenport West, 3-0. Now, let's answer this question right now, right here on this podcast. Are they making the playoffs? Let's look at the schedule. So they're 3-0 right now. 
the three teams they beat, not good records. They're all terrible. They're no comp whatsoever. Their RPI is going to take a hit of that. So their RPI right now is getting, has to get carried. Not getting. They have to get carried by their winning percentage, not their opponent's winning percentage. Like Centennial or Walking Northwest, you can see them get a little carry because of that, how good the teams they play do. It's basically saying they have the harder strength of schedule. Now for Davenport West, they're going to play Davenport Central coming up. Must win game 4-0. This, their schedule takes a turn. They have an absolutely kind of brutal back end for them. They got Dubuque Kimstead. They're at home. If they somehow can win that game, there is a conversation about the, the Davenport West Falcons making the playoffs. I'm not going to entertain it, though. I don't think they're going to beat Hempstead. Then they have Dubuque Senior. That's an L. Cedar Rapids Kennedy. That's an L. Iowa City High. That's an L. Muscatine. I'm going to say that's an L with how Muscatine just got a dub against Bed North. But hey, uh, you never know with kind of those running football teams. Things can go wrong for them in a hurry, but Ty Kozad's one of the best backs in the state. So I want to assume things are going to go wrong for them. So Davenport Westman's look forward to this season right now. You've got Brady Hansen, who's a senior. He's looking like a stud right now. So be happy with that. Let's see if you guys can get a little run going. You guys have a run going right now. Let's build on that. you got to win game, like uh, one or two games against better teams, so we'll see how that goes. Moving on, Ankeny versus Dowling. I think this is one of those games that's going to tell us a lot about both teams. So here's the reality here. Ankeny's run defense is... I just don't think they're that good. And I think Dowling, I know that rushing yards per carry is sitting at 3.9, but Dowling did not respect their rush defense. And Ankeny's got a damn good secondary. You got Jamison Patton, Ben Sandvig is good out there. P.J. Westover has improved a lot. Reed Johnson is out there who played last year. They've got a good secondary, although, and <laughs> I mean, it's a good secondary. We'll leave it at that. And then, but their rush defense, Dowling rushed the ball 49 times this game for 191 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. They had a rushing touchdown. I think they straight up believe that they would win up front. They can and would win up front, and they kind of did. Passing-wise, I mean, Smolik, nothing crazy special. Uh, 13 for 19, 127 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Nicholson is a dog at wide receiver. I think uh, he's been slept on for a while. Uh, he, he opened my eyes last year. He was pretty good. I think he's kind of taken a leap. He's become that dude for this team. Uh, he had almost 100 yards. He had 99 yards and a touchdown and one of the best catches of the season so far, which was nuts. Um, as for Ankeny, we'll, we'll talk about the loser here. J.J., Cole has just not proved he can get he can lead a team to victory right now. He has to be on point. He's not a 14 for 27. His stats on the year just not looking good. I can pull those up actually right now, which I'm gonna. Um, I mean JJ last year he just made the leap. Last year at this moment he made the leap to prove hey I'm I belong. I'm a good starting varsity quarterback as a junior. He had four tutties against Dowling and 
like no interceptions and like one incompletion or something crazy right now 57 percent completion percentage it's not going to cut it 561 yards i think that's like seventh in the state eighth in the state two touchdowns is just not cutting it that's not going to cut it and then three interceptions all those came against one team so he's got he's done better with keeping the ball secure um i think one of those picks against walkie too was kind of like on the receiver i think he got tipped up in the air but um i think there's i'm i'm shocked this team hasn't been more explosive this team just hasn't been an electrifying offense Jason Williams has been really good so far to start the year. Um, Jamison obviously has been good. He has yet to have a receiving touchdown, which is weird. But, yeah, they listen, they have so much talent on offense. They just haven't gotten it done yet, and I haven't looked quite into the film just yet. Their offensive line should be fine. So I will, we'll see, man. I'm, I'm interested. This team is a top three team in football top two maybe um so it sucks to see kind of a drop off there we got to remember with this defense they lost an insane amount of talent defensively and elite a linebacking core last year so there's going to be some some growing pains uh defensively for that run game so we'll see they should get better as time goes do not write them off please so let's move on to down i mean dubuque senior here's davenport north walker tart is nuts dude walker tart should have an offer to an fcs school i firmly believe that he two years now he's produced pretty well and he was like a slot last year he he, did, he wasn't the main target on his team and he, he should have been in my opinion he was a dog so i'm surprised that he um, hasn't been like the elite dude that i know he is um as for they don't have defensive stats and what the rams what are we doing um but jack simon hey jack gillingan was a dog last year we all know this he has stepped in and been more than serviceable this year so hey you'll take that if you're a rams fan as for their playoff picture i mean they're looking pretty good in my opinion they should they're a good team uh damn good team they got wiley west coming up that is their homecoming game, I believe. No, that's, that's I think, Waterloo West homecoming game. Yeah, at Waterloo West. I'm an idiot. They'll spoil that. So, they'll be 3-1. and one. Kennedy. I'm going to go Kennedy. For now, I'm going Kennedy in my brain. So, um, sorry, Rams fans, but I think they're the better team. Davenport West, I think you guys win that game. They they should make the playoffs. They got it kind of a brutal PV and Cedar Falls. That's a tough way to end the season and in the Unidome, too. Yeah, they could very well lose. One, two, three, four. They could go five and four. They have to squeak one of those. If they squeak one of those, they're a playoff team. I think they could make the playoffs five and four, but to make it a little less worrisome, they I think they got to squeak one of those out. Davenport North. I'm going to check my time. Only 20 minutes. Let's go. Davenport North brutal i mean it sucks nolan mozier is a three-year varsity starting quarterback their own three no way they thought they'd start the year this way i do think their window was last year to make the playoffs with dominic wiseman and i think quincy wiseman in them i might be wrong about that um so they got they're kind of replacing some talent 
But yeah, the playoffs is out the window now. They're on three. Brutal start for them. On to the next game. Des Moines East versus Des Moines Lincoln. We'll kind of quickly go over this one. Jakari Patton, junior quarterback. If you haven't went yet, watch out for him. He's a, he's electric to watch when he's playing a team that's not going to overmatch his offensive line. We'll leave it at that. Des Moines East is 1-2 on this season. Playoffs kind of out the doors for both these teams after starting 1-2. But um, maybe they'll get wins together. I don't think they will. Roosevelt versus Atumwa. Roosevelt, hey, Dominic Wade, I didn't even know he was quarterback. I'm an idiot. That's my job. I should know he's a quarterback. But um, he is looked he looked good this game. George Williams gets going. I like that. 81 yards, two tutties for my boy George Williams. Possible D1 tight end right there. Um, Roosevelt, now this is a team that we thought could make the playoffs last year. Let's see if there's any chance of that happening. So they're 2-1 right now. Urbandale, Ankeny, loss. We're going to pin those losses. So they'll be 2-3. and 3-3. Three. Three and three. They should beat North. 4-3. and three. They better beat Marshalltown. I swear to God, if they don't, at home. I mean, they deserve to not make the playoffs. Sioux City East, they have to win to make the playoffs. Valley, so they'd overall have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 wins, 5 and 4. I, I just don't see a window. They have to upset a team that's just way better than them. We'll have to see if that's going to happen. I'd say maybe the best shot is Urbandale since their defense is really good, but their offense kind of runs a funky, like, it just always feels close <laughs> for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs right at this point, but you never know. Roosevelt's one of those teams that they have the athletes to be decent. They're just not over that lump of being elite. They're just decent. Not even They're not even, like, a top 15 team, in my opinion. Sioux City North, 45-22. The Stars are 2-1. Do they have a shot at the playoffs? Again, I'm kind of looking through these schedules for you guys just so I can kind of paint a picture. Bishop Elon isn't good. They should win that game. Ames, Waukee, Johnston. That is a brutal three-game stretch. Sioux City West and Council. They should four losses, five and four. There's a lot of five and four teams. I mean, again, this is you play the games for a reason, so don't take this for, like, everything. Uh, Carson Strobin looks good, and DeMarco Young is the name I've noticed on the rushing yards a lot. He's been run, running the ball hard to start the season, so that's maybe a name to watch. Not even going to talk about the Council Bus Lincoln Links game. Um, Glenward worked him. Uh, Caden Anderson's really good if you don't know who he is. Um, he's on Glenwood, by the way. Susie West versus Count Des Moines Hoover, another game I'm just going to quickly glance over. Kivion Hayes is kind of. Sioux City West, West guy. I would have thought he'd overpower everyone on Des Moines Hoover, but they didn't. And uh, Hoover got the win, 35-33. to 33. That's a beautiful win for that Hoover program. After literally, they have literally thought that they're not going to feel the team. Honestly, they haven't, I haven't talked about that enough on, like, Bound Iowa or my Twitter. They literally were not going to feel teams this year, and they just got a win. That's a, that's a dub for the Huskies. Iowa City High. All right, let's actually talk. Now, this one's more of a deep dive because these are two teams that aren't guaranteed like a, a like final sub-state spot or uh, the semis in the Unidome. Um, here's what I want to talk about. Ames. 
Actually, we talk about winners first on this podcast. Iowa City High. Drew Larson has blown my mind. This man is an electric passer to start the season. I mean, I, I wouldn't think, I didn't think before this start this year that I'd be saying Drew Larson is number two in passing yards, I believe. So, <clears throat> um, that's great for the Little Hawks. The day at Eastern Iowa team can electric, like be electric and pass the ball for big plays is the day they can beat a Central Iowa team in the Dome. This is just, it, they're not going to cut it. Teams are not going to cut it by trying to run 200, like rush for over 40 attempts against the CIML team. They're better athletes. They, that's just not going to work. I think that's why Southeast Polk honestly struggled with Iowa City High compared to what I thought. Iowa City High, I'm assuming Mitchell Moore, elite coach, one of the top coaches in the game, knew in his head, I can run up, I can run. Iowa City High has athletes. He's like, I can run an offense similar to a CIML-style offense. They do, they obviously pass the ball a good amount. 31 passing attempts to their 27 rushing attempts. That's, I would love to see the comparison between every Eastern Iowa team and how much they run the ball compared to every Central Iowa team and how much they run the ball. That being said, I'm not, don't take my word saying that only Central Iowa teams run the ball. Like, I mean, only Eastern Iowa teams run the ball. Central Iowa teams obviously pound the run game. We saw that last year, Colin Cato for Ankeny and for Southeast Polk is literally a dominant running team. But those teams have athletes out wide that can stretch the field. They have playmakers. That's why we see them so effective late in the year, opening up play action and things like that. Overall, I mean, Ames, they have such a good shot to make the playoffs, but they need to lock it up on defense, at least be serviceable. I, I, need, I should have pulled up the sheet. I'm going to pull it up right now. Because it's sad. They've, I, I believe the exact number um, would be like nine yards per play, which is absolutely nuts. That should never be even like a thing. Um, hold on, let me log in here. Okay, five A defensive stats. I posted these on. I posted these on uh, PK the PK podcast Twitter, but 9.48 yards per play. Their season average is 7.8 yards per play. I love their weapons offensively. You are not cutting it in 5A football in the playoffs with that bad of an offense. There's no. It's gonna get cold. Saucers ball is gonna lose a little bit of that 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 oomph to it, you know. And I mean Jalen Luth and him are on another level connection wise. They're probably the best wide receiver duo like quarterback wide receiver duo in the state but they gotta step it up defensively and they that that's tough for like Saucer and Jameson Poe and Jalen Luth because they have no say in that whatsoever um but I mean they got Des Moines coming up that's a they're four they're three and one Sioux City North coming up four and one five and one they got Council Lincoln five and two six and two and then Johnson which 50-50 game, I think Johnson takes it win. I like them defensively more than Ames. 
Um, but um, we're talking six and three four. They should make the playoffs. Um, so hopefully we see the little Cyclones step it up. As for Iowa City High, I love seeing this out of them. They needed this. This is a dominant win against a Central Iowa team that there was honestly murmurs. I heard murmurs. I'm in Central Iowa. Well, that's where I know a lot of people. I'm I'm in Eastern Iowa right now, you and I. But there were murmurs of Ames potentially being able to keep it close or like at maybe upset Iowa City High, but this literally shut off everything. It was close at like first half, but they ran away with it, and I love to see that. They've got Dowling coming up. That's going to be a brutal game. I'm going to be quite... I, I don't know if I like City High up front right now. Uh, Iowa City Liberty kind of exposed their their uh, safeties, I believe. Seeing Graham Beckham make a Beckman make a bunch of plays in that game over the top of the defense. I mean, I'd, I'm I'd be worried. I would be worried. Um, moving on to the next game, right? that was kind of a, lo- a longer discussion. It was a big game, so I kind of want to talk about. Um, talked about it more. Iowa City West versus Dubuque Hempstead. Listen, Iowa City West. I mean, watching this game, it felt kind of sloppy. I watched a little bit of it. I had it going while it was live. It felt kind of sloppy, but hey, you got to win these sloppy ones, and I think they did um, do that. Jack Wallace, completion attempts, doesn't look too good, but I don't think he had any turnovers or anything like that. Um... Just checking, so I'm not an idiot. I only had one pick. Brutal. But um, still, I, I, they got to win those sloppy ones. Christian Janice is elite. People need to know his name. Um, there's a dude, Ashton Hon- Honore. I 100% butchered that name. Um, but he is a dude that I think needs to get talked about. He is. Oh, no, not Ashton. I'm so sorry. Wait. Yes, Ashton. Holy sh... Yo. <laughs> oh, my God. What the... This man had seven tackles for loss in one game. That's a video game stat. I'm mad I didn't see that until now. I gotta look at the box scores over time. What in God's name, bro? Holy... Okay, yeah, Ashton Honor. Named, named to acknowledge... I'm going to kind of skim over a couple of these games, keep it moving, because I do want to talk about my rankings and then talk about pot, put some stuff next week. Not every game, but just some of the matchups. Johnson beats DCG. Will Nuss watch out for him? He looks legit right now. Um, I was shocked he didn't win the job to start. Marshalltown versus Newton. Um... I mean, Marshalltown, that kind of kissed away their playoff hopes, in my opinion. Um, tough for them. Kind of was banking on them winning that game. Southeast Pope versus Joaquin Northwest. We don't really have to talk about it. I mean, Joaquin Northwest is going through an absolute gauntlet right now. The schedule uh, sucks. That I mean, what are we doing with the schedule making for Joaquin Northwest? I don't care that it's Joaquin. Like, I get it. Joaquin is a great school, athletic-wise. What are we doing with them playing Ankeny, Southeast Polk, and Dowling, and Valley to start the season? Those are the four biggest powers in high school football, and they have to play them back-to-back-to-back to back to back at one point, and then at the end of the season, they play Ankeny. 
Like, how does that make sense in my brain? It doesn't. They're, they're split. They're going to lose some of their athletes, but hey, I'm, I'm not making schedules, so I can't talk about it. Um, Chase Lamb had 15 tackles this game for walking a fuss. Props to him. Um, Moberly continues to just be a good quarterback for Southeast Polk, so good for them. Um, they're 3-0. They play Ankeny. I'm going to be at that game. Uh, Urban Hill versus Valley. This game, biggest game Urban Hill has had in a long time. Urban, if you don't know, Urban Hill has been that team that has the talent, but they can never beat the top dogs. They get dominated, honestly, most of the time when they play the top dogs. They proved it here. They can beat Valley. They just beat Valley 10-7 to in a defensive like, showdown. Um, yeah, that's nuts. But um, I do think Valley not having Xavion Robinson is a big deal. I think people are going to realize it. Him not being able to make plays for them out wide because when I'm watching their offense, they just don't look explosive right now. Aiden Price, teams know to shut him down. And I think we're just not not able to see like the true – because Aiden Price, if you think about it, they had Eli Raritan last year. They had Danny Rankins in um, – on blanking on the other running back, Deion Hutch. Yeah, Deion Hutch. Those two get like that draws attention without those guys, and it's just Aiden. I mean, Valley is a sophomore running back. I, I need to say his name. Darius Mason, who looks, he's a beast. Like, he's a big dude, and he just breaks tackles. But, I mean, I I just am excited to see them maybe with a better uh, outside wide receiver for them to make plays. Uh, this is the first time Urban Hills beat Valley since 2009, and that's notable. Um, yeah, overall, congrats to Jayhawks. That saves them. Their season after losing to Johnson, I was scared of them, like, maybe being overhyped. They got Roosevelt coming up, so they have a break. They have a break in their schedule. They get two games where they got to win those handily. Hopefully, it'll be, they'll be 4-1 and one heading into Centennial at home. Centennial's a good team. This team minimum should lose. They've won two, maybe three, maybe three, maybe games. Six, three. They should be walking your fuss, in my opinion. Um, walking your fuss plays Urbandale. Like, what is this? They literally play every team that's like decent. Uh, Ankeny Centennial, wow, big for them. One and two now. They dominate Waukee. Trenton Smith kind of gets the green light to pass the ball, and he performed. Uh, big for them to prove that. Chase Shuddy is legit. People should know his name. He's a, he's a guy that you should be watching out for. But Cedar Falls is coming to town next week against the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars have a legit shot because they're kind of two similar teams, but I think Jaguars got the better quarterback in that game. Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm going to breeze over this game. Vincenzo Gianforte, definitely butchered that name. So he's a sophomore. He's he's been serviceable for the Cougars, and then uh, that defense is nuts. Riker Stelling is a dude. Like their linebacking core, I think it's Riker Stelling and Michael Mohiran. Make sure I'm saying that right. Riker Stelling, Michael Mohiran, Cyrus Courtney. Actually, I don't know if Cyrus Courtney plays defense, but yeah, they they got a defense that's worth talking about. Uh, in Cedar Rapids, Kennedy. Um. They won 27-6. They're going to make the playoffs, probably guaranteed at this point. Muscatine versus Ben North. Let's talk about this game. Ben North 
has not had a capable quarterback in so long, and it's sad to see. Um, we saw it last year, Tiny Nunkina, just kind like there's nothing for him to do. Like they have to give him jet sweeps and stuff. I'm sorry, I had to take a drink to get him the ball. Um, I'm shocked they lost to Muscatine. This, I mean, Ty Kozad, come, like, just a, a, a clap of appreciation for him because that, probably the biggest performance of his career, he's getting noticed by colleges right now. Big props to him. He's a junior. He's almost at 1,000. He's got one more. Th- I think he's at 790-something yards right now in three games. Like, I remember talking to him. I was like, what's your goal? And he said 1,000 yards. Like he's already going to eclipse that before week five, most likely. So big props to him. Um, let's see. Lindmar vs. Pleasant Valley. Game I wish I could watch on film. Uh, actually, can I? No, I cannot. Pains me. Because um, this game, I mean, 14-7. to 7, Like, geez. It's a closer than I thought it would be. Katie McDermott. Um, I mean, it looks like they just did better <laughs> they just did better containing the run against PV than I thought they would Lemar did better containing the run Rusty Van Metzinger has a pick this game looks like he had a pretty good game so props to Van Wetzinger PV still dominates the East so far Perry versus Cedar Falls big props to Perry I doubted them coming into this game mainly because I thought that the PV game told more of a story than it really did um Pete Prairie still is good. Um, Mikel Taylor is looking good. He's putting up some big yardage it is these past two weeks. So, hey, I doubted them. They're back. Um, Cedar Falls is for the defense. Kind of disappointing, in my opinion, after shutting out back-to-back teams. I mean, how did Johnson get absolutely blanked by them? That's still mind-blowing. Um, yeah, I'm. this team is better than I thought, but there's still a lot of questions. Still a lot of questions. As for Cedar Falls, I mean, let's see, Drew Campbell. I mean, he had a decent game, but other than that, not much to talk about there. So that'll that'll wrap up the week three time. Um, I'll pull up my rankings right now. Talk about those for a little bit. If I, I'm talking a little quietly for a reason. By the way, it is 12:06 in the morning right now as I record this. So. That grind, you know. We're on that grind right now. Um, Alright. My week four rankings. I said week three in the graphic. Welcome to a high school, I mean a college teenager running a Twitter, you know, making graphics. Tons of spelling errors. I mean, not spelling errors. Content errors. Um, So I got one. Southeast Pope. Everyone should know by now. They're the top dog. They're the favorite to win it. If I had to bet money right now. I'd say they're minus a minus favorite at this point because they've dominated Dowling. Um, we'll have to see what happens next week. Next week is a big because Ankeny has success against Southeast Polk in the regular season. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident with Southeast Polk right now. As for Dowling, big one for them. They move up to two. People had them dropping out of their rankings or at least going to, like, eight in rankings. What are we doing, guys? This is Dowling Catholic. You do not drop them to, like, 7 or 8 or 9. They are a top-five team at all times. We all, we should know this. Um, 
they're two now. They went into Ankeny and got a dub. And a dub that shut down a supposedly electric offense. We haven't seen it yet. But they still got they got multiple D1 dudes on that team. Um, so I think they're two. Top two team in the state. PV, this is where it's... PV is 3-0. They're an Eastern Iowa team. We aren't going to know if they're legit against Central Iowa teams until, obviously, sub-state or, or the semifinals. We haven't... PV passed two... Their two Central Iowa teams... Valley dominates them. Sub-state final last year. Sally Spoke does unspeakable things to them in the dome when they have it. When they have that stacked team, that Lassa Ankeny's stacked team. <laughs> um, so I, you, could put Ankeny three, here. That's interchangeable in my opinion. PV, until they prove they can beat a Central Iowa team in my brain, I it's hard to put them above Central Iowa teams. But hey, they're three zero. Ankeny has not proved yet that they can they can look the way they should what we projected they were the preseason number one in multiple polls I had them too but I had them too mainly because I was skeptical about their defense and their defense has good numbers but I just I feel like their rush defense is a little different than last year but they're four for me they're still top four still gonna make the dome most likely depending on their drop they got us they gotta clutch up a win against Sep. This is a do-or-die win for them. Because if they don't win against Sep, they're going to get put in a hard district. And you don't want to toss that up for odds in cold weather with a good quarterback. Really good running back, too, in Jason Williams. But still, you understand where I'm coming from. <clears throat> I moved Kennedy up to five. Now, I fell into the trap last year. I ranked Kennedy, like, two randomly or three. And they were undefeated. And a bunch of teams had taken hits because they beat up on each other in Central Iowa. I'm sticking Kennedy there for now. But this is a young Kennedy team with a good defense. The linebacking core is not young, but like skill position-wise, they're very young. I think Cyrus Courtney is like the dude with most experience in the position group, skill position group. Um, I'm, I'm skeptical. I think Prairie probably has the edge on them if, if I play them. <laughs> no, they don't. That's a 50-50 game. That's why it's a 5-6 drop, because I have Prairie at 6, if you don't know. Prairie, I move up to 4, I mean, 4 spots to number 6. Um, they beat Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls is 7th. It's kind of explainable. They beat some Dubuque Senior and Cedar Falls. are their quality wins. So, they deserve it to be up there. We'll wait to see what these Central Iowa teams lurking in the 8, 9, and 10 spot do. But for now, that's how it rolls. 7, City High. City High lost to Liberty. We know this City Liberty is a good game. That's basically a flip, coin flip game in my opinion. If you think about it, I won't say I expected it to be close because I didn't. But now that looking back on it, it's literally the entire city's there of two high schools. And it's in a D1 stadium. The, the electricity of that game, I think it's similar to like Ankeny versus Ankeny Centennial game where it's just going to be close. It's impossible to pick those like rivalry type games sometimes. So I think City Hive is a top 10 team. I was harsh on them. I dropped them completely out of the rankings and the teams that watch when they lost to Liberty. But, hey, they're 2-1 now. Their, their big test is coming up. If It happened last year. Everyone was doubting them, and they dominated. Well, not dominated. They beat Dowling on a trick play. So we'll see. If they don't get be bad, I'm going to keep them up there. Um, eight, Johnson's my surprise team of the year so far. They've looked good defensively. 
offensively, they're starting to look explosive. With Rex Woodley has had been looking good. They have Jacob Simpson, who is a future D1 tight end. You heard me right there, future D1 tight end. Will Nuss, future D1 baseball player, uh, who has been lighting up the stat sheet as a quarterback coming in after Adrian Bodice, I believe, got sat. Um, maybe he's hurt. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, they're my surprise team right now. Nine, Urbandale. They're my new team on the rankings. I was harsh. They lost to Johnson. I was like, what the hell? Urbandale, you're proving your, my, everyone's point where they just are always kind of a fraud team, fraudulent. They're not the real good team that everyone thinks they are in the regular I mean, before the season. They're that team. I don't want that everyone to know that. They just went on the road as dogs in Beat Valley. And I don't care. I know I made an argument saying Valley doesn't have their outside electric sophomore in Xavier Robinson, but hey, you can't fault them for that. They go in there and win. That's not Urban Hill's fault. 10, Valley, they're still a top 10 team. Let's not overreact. You can't drop Valley out of the top 10 for losing to Urban Hill on the road. I mean, on, at home. Young quarterback. Um, kind of a kind of a do or die game for Urban Hill, for being honest. That just completely changed... That erased the win of, I mean, the loss of Johnson. I know a coach like at Urban Hill wouldn't want to hear that, but my opinion, that was the biggest win of the season for any team so far, besides maybe set versus down. All right. My team's a watch, Lindmar. Hey, almost beat PV. That's something to not hang your head about. Um, you could very well make the playoffs easily. Iowa City West, explosive offense. Kennedy's a... Kennedy is an elite defense, and they had troubles with that offense, so that is something to keep in mind. Centennial, um, they're going to be up there. Everyone, I'm waiting on them to be a top-10 team. Um, Cedar Falls, still there. Respect them a little bit. If they're playing in the Dome, they're hard to beat, although Prairie just proved that they could do that and beat them. And then Dubuque Senior, I like Walker Tart. I like Jake Simon. I like what they're doing there. I think their team you need to keep an eye on. Joaquin Northwest is another team I would maybe put there, but we aren't going to know. And Sam Johnson, I just haven't seen any like a reason for me to believe he's better than their quarterback last year, who I'm blanking on his name, and I shouldn't be blanking on his name. So that'll do it for those rankings. Um, I mean, brief discussion. Let's talk. Let's talk about next week. For like a little bit and then we're done with this episode it is it is what 12 15 in the morning for me not ideal um Davenport North for Sioux City West um I mean Iowa City West Ooh, Thursday night football hey let's go there's some good Thursday night games that's cool um Davenport North versus Iowa City West Iowa City West should have that in the bag and then Lemar versus Cedar Rapids of Washington I'd like to say Lemar should Went. Zero Rapids of Washington is a team that's known to be good in 4A, but I, I, I'd have Lamar in that game. Um, let's talk about anything Centennial versus Cedar Falls. I got Centennial. I think they're better at what Cedar Falls does, if that makes sense. I think they're both very similar teams. I think literally Cedar Falls is the Eastern Iowa version of Centennial, except Centennial is the better quarterback. So, there's that, and they have the better running back, in my opinion. Joaquin Northwest versus Johnston. I got Johnston. Last year, Joaquin Northwest ran away with it, um, but I got Johnston. That 
they better not. Johnson better not come into this game sleeping. I don't think they are, but um, they gotta they gotta dub this game for me to kind of consider them real. I think they're really good, potentially, but this is one of those games that's gonna prove if they're really that good. Um, other than that, I mean Iowa City hires Dowling. I think Dowling wins this one. Better quarterback, in my opinion, with Jackson Smolik. But I think Rashad Davis is going to be really good in this game. Um, I think up front, Dowling's better. And uh, Cooper Nicholson, I think, is going to pose some problems for Iowa City I. Um, there's a chance, obviously, Iowa City I can keep it close. I really am confident with Dowling. Um, and getting for Southeast Poke. Um, listen, okay. Ankeny has success against Southeast Polk in the regular season. That being said, this Southeast Polk team looks legit. They do not have any faults right now. They're, besides maybe not having an explosive outside threat, receiving-wise, I mean, they pound the ball. Their explosive outside threat is Abu Sama. <laughs> like, he's legit. And I need to see Ankeny's run defense step up mightily against Southeast Polk because their offense line is really good up front. I think it's a mismatch. That being said, it's Ankeny. Ankeny, we're waiting on them to be explosive. This is a massive game for Ankeny. If they get the dub, we're talking resurgence. They're top. They could be one in the state. They could be number one in the state. Three and one with one loss to Dowling. I think you maybe you give Dowling the nod and then two Ankeny, three Southeast Polk. But, um, yeah, that game's big. So, that'll do it for this episode. Episode number eight of the PK Podcast. We're just rounding 50 minutes here. I appreciate you guys stepping in and listening to the podcast. It's, it's a pleasure for me to do. Um, I'm excited to keep things rolling. I'll try to be better with uploading it quicker. Um. Yeah, I love talking to high school football. Please follow our Twitter at PK Podcast and follow my Twitter at Paul Edge uh, to stay in date because I'm going to start posting on there a little bit more about individual performances that I can't post just as like just for fun anymore. Um, so uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a great day and I will see you guys in the next or talk to you guys in the next episode. See you later. Find your dreams come true.